0: On this, the podcast that brings you into the magnificent experiences of wine country here in Napa, Sonoma, and fields afar. I'm Roger Chung, your host, and as always, I'm here with my great co-host, Janae Gaither. Janae, it's great to be with you. It's
1: nice to be back, Roger. Good to see you.
0: We're here in San Francisco, and when we say fields afar, we certainly mean that, don't we? We absolutely do. We travel to a lot of places in, in Napa and Sonoma, but occasionally we go abroad. We've gone to uh, places like the Barossa Valley in Australia, but today. We're going to some place that I really love, Italy.
1: Italy, everyone's favorite.
0: You know, I've been to uh, Italy a couple of times, and I, uh, I love Italian wines. And today, we're going to focus specifically on the Tuscany area, the Tenuta Luce winery and their label of Luce Wines. And joining us today is their technical director, Stefano Ruini. Stefano, welcome to Sip On. It's glad to be with you
2: today. I'm glad, too, to be here with you. Thank you.
1: Well, the story of Tenuta Luce is very interesting and actually has some Napa Valley ties, one of the most... Famous names in winemaking was the co-founder of Tenuto Luce, correct? Stefano, can you tell us that story and about Luce and the beginnings of Luce?
2: Well, the, the first chapter of this history uh, has been written in 1995, thanks to the meeting of two men, the Marquis uh, Vittorio Frescobaldi and uh, Robert Mondavi. Robert Mondavi uh, created with Luce uh, his third uh, partnership, uh, the only one in, in Europe, after uh, Opus 1 and Senia, and uh, the original idea has been to uh, blend, to associate the local variety the Etruscan variety uh, spreading all the Tuscany by the Etruscan Sangiovese Mm -hmm. And uh, much more contemporary in, in your mind, not in mine because I worked many years in Bordeaux, so I know that Merlot, it's uh, the cradle of Merlot is in Bordeaux. So Merlot noir was associated at fifty fifty with uh, uh, San Jovese. But in old book we have also a prologue, and the prologue said to us that twenty years before uh, Robert Mondavi arrived in uh, in uh, Montalcino, a French company owned. Uh, the, um, and, and wanted to invest, and, and Vittorio at those time have got the uh, the idea to invest. He has, he has others um, project, and he said, "But I have, an, I have an eye on this side of Montalcino." And they say, "Okay, we want to invest, and you manage our properties." And because we are from Bordeaux, we love love Sangiovese, but we want to plant also Merlot. That's why, twenty years after, uh, when Robert arrived. He find he found an and an Merlot, uh, an experience of Merlot and, and and a good expression of the Merlot, uh, of the Merlot uh, in in this territory. So we talked a little bit just from the get go
0: here about places like Tuscany, Montalcino. Take us there. Tell us what it's like there in in, in Montalcino, and, and tell us a little bit about where you live and where the winery lives.
2: Yes. Yeah, so Montalcino, we have to understand that it's very small. Uh, Territory in which uh, the vineyard represent only 15% of the territories. It's uh, more or less like Barolo, so it represents 3,500 hectares, so it's nothing. In a county uh, covered most by uh, forest, by green oak, 60, 60% of the territory is covered by forests. We have also some arable lands and some olive trees, so it's very... Uh, An extensive uh, cultivation and uh, with a a greed. Uh, biodiversity no pollution we have no industries there so it's totally uh, Im- we are totally merged in the landscape so a very uh, clean uh, sky very intense and, and uh, energized uh, light and luce means light as you know that's right uh, it's it's a it's a small uh, mountain uh, Montalcino peak at 600 and start at 200 uh, meter. I mean not feet <laughs> and And we are on the western side of uh, this small mountain, so with a west-southwest orientation. And uh, we are at 50 kilometers uh, far from the sea. So we are not in Bulgaria. Bulgaria is close to the sea. We are more in the internal part of of, uh, this uh, province of Siena. And we are on the south of Siena province.
1: And how many provinces are there in the Tuscan region? Oh, uh,
2: we start at Florence uh, and we end in Maremma. We are more or less 10 provinces. Yes, province. yes, 10 pro- We are situated in the center of, of Italy and on the western side, so close to the Mediterranean Sea. That's why we are immersed in the Mediterranean climate. Mm-hmm. That means uh, mild. Normally, mild and wet winter and hot and dry summer. Even now, with the climate change, everything is, yeah, it's a sort of you roll the dice. But until now, we can say these, these are the conditions.
1: And to many of our listeners, that Mediterranean climate is actually going to sound very familiar because Napa Valley also has the same climate.
2: Absolutely. Uh, on Earth, uh, if you look uh, a map, uh, we have some region where we can uh, find the same climate. So Napa Valley, but also some um, small place in the south of Africa, also in the south of Australia, some little place in Chile. If you imagine that, the great terroir in the world, apart, obviously, uh, the Mediterranean, Mediterranean, basin in which uh, the vineyard start and adapted itself we found those terroir wine in those uh, specific places. So it's
1: very, very tiny.
2: And you know what I love is that in all of our podcast
0: episodes that we featured Napa Valley and Sonoma Valley wines, we've talked a lot about terroir, we've talked a lot about elevation, we've talked a lot about the influences of the San Francisco Bay, we've talked a lot about the influences of the Pacific Ocean, and there are the same parallels with the Tuscany region that we're visiting today, uh, with the Mediterranean Sea, with the elevation And the vineyard aspect in orange. Light. to the
1: sun, yes. That's right.
0: So, you know, here, in, and we say this a lot on our podcast here in Napa Valley, cab is king because the Cabernet Sauvignon grape grows very well here. What varietals of grapes do very well uh, in, in Tuscany and Montalcino.
2: Uh, as you know, the original uh, grapevine is Sangiovese, that's right. uh, because it's uh, Etruscan origin, and uh, that's why we have Brunello di Montalcino uh, among the first DOCG in Italy, which by rules uh, obliges us to use 100% of Sangiovese. Mm-hmm. On the other region of Italy, and as you know, Sangiovese is the most planted grape. Vine in Italy. That's right, but uh, not hundred percent, obviously. And and the the amount of crop in Montalcino represent really a, a limited factor. That's why we have so a concentrated expression uh, of this uh, a very elegant, uh, very also strong tannins uh, uh, and fruity uh, grapevine.
1: In delving into these wines and learning more about these wines today, because Sangiovese is really, really special in that it grows in very few places outside of Italy and it has incredible, like, really cool, very distinct characteristics, like being high in acid and having a like almost iron minerality component I often get which I think is very cool Um, and also like a tart cherry component that I think is really cool so I'm really excited to kind of delve into the many faces of Sangiovese and to also talk about um, the blends and the super Tuscans that are so prevalent in Tuscany as well.
2: Uh, Bulgari uh, rises up but in Bulgari you find really a sort of Bordelais uh, as- assembly with Cabernet Sauvignon Cabernet Franc Petit Verdot Merlot between us um, San Jovese in those superdoskins represent 10, 15, 20 percent, generally no more. Uh, we represent probably because this original idea to blend at 50 50 the both San and Merlot, and we maintain today, after 28 years, the same guideline. This is one of our specificity in our philosophy so more or less 2 or 3% depending on the vintage we maintain also today That's, that means when you taste the vintage of Luce you are not disturbed by different proportion of uh, the grapevine so really you approach the concept of vintage when you taste the different uh, bottles of Luce. And Sangiovese uh, in Montalcino uh, probably represent and I have to say, surely uh, the most uh, um, uh, est- the most accomplished, uh, the the high developed of uh, of the expression of uh, this grapevine, because by rules, um, uh, producers which belong to the consortium, even they are authorized to produce eight ton per hectare, they uh, you know sort of self. Uh, a control of their rules. They said we don't want to produce more than six tons. Mm-hmm. You talked about me, uh, Puglia or Emilia, but in those regions, some Sangiovese can produce fifteen tons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine that the concentration at 6 or 10 or 12 or 15 it's not the same and because we are in, in this particular uh, um, terroir in which uh, the schist soil is is uh, the main um, the main uh, soil represented so a very rocky drainage soil with a low capacity to kept the water uh, the altitude because we are on the hillside uh, so with uh, fluctuation of temperature between the night, between uh, the day, so a windy time, we're in the Mediterranean climate with very low amount of humidity, uh, hot temperatures, so all the conditions for the ripeness are there. Mm -hmm. So low crop, good, good, good biodiversity, no problem, for example, of insects insects in our uh, zone don't make us problem. The, the nature are so balanced so in an original state uh, it was my first uh, surprise when I arrived in, in those days so the, the intensity of the of, of the energy and the strength of the nature so we are we are really in the position to have a very respectful way of produ- for producing wine so no chemicals, no no chemical with killings, no uh, fertilizers. We use only compost or green manure. Uh, we use only soil turning in order to maintain porosity, aeration uh, in the soil. And we protect um, the vineyards only with a little bit of copper and, and sulfur, so really we, we respect the energy of the terroir and the expression of the terroir.
0: Just listening to you makes me excited because we often talk about wine as a, as a living, breathing thing, uh, and we also call it love in a bottle sometimes. But the way you elegantly described it is Mother Nature's beauty in a bottle absolutely and today you brought for us three wines to sample I'm so excited by this yes can you tell tell us about the very first one it's called Lucente and it's your 2016 vintage
2: yes so um, our flagship is obviously a luce Uh, the first vintage was 1993 Uh, but two years after another expression uh, born in in our estate called Lucente means uh, bright brightly Huh? Uh, lucente is an expression uh, which uh, allow you to enter in the world of luce it's a sort of, you open the door with lucente uh, It's um, blend uh, 75% of Merlot and 90, uh, 25% of San Gervais oh. so uh, the feminine touch of Merlot, it's much more present oh. and, and bring this so uh, a greedy sense of mild tannins but also uh, lucente is focused on the fruit. Mm. Uh, In terms of elevage, elevating phase, um, uh, we use barrels uh, which have uh, contained luce uh, during two years. So we don't use very much uh, a high quantity of new wood. We integrate 25% of new, but after a vintage of Luce, the barrels are not wasted, but used for Lucente in order to respect this uh, feminine touch. And uh, we can uh, obviously taste Uh, 16 is the current release on uh, the US market and tell us again for the audience what soil our, our soils um are always originated by the schist mm-hmm. but on the hills on, on the top of the hillside the schist is much more a rocky expression so it's a, it's a compressed uh clay with a, a layer and frag- fragmented um structure you can hear the the yes. the strength of, of, of the rocky but uh, on the below uh, we have a much more uh, present uh, the, the small fraction of clay like in Saint-Emilion for example of Pomerose so with a, a, a soil much more chewy a little bit much more fresh mm-hmm. so uh, very uh, friendly with uh, the expression of the Merlot uh, because we express a Merlot on the fruit, on the, on the juicy aspect of the Merlot, not in the overripe expression. Uh, okay, we want to highlight like the terroir, not the variety and not the man.
1: So can you also, we, we, he just asked about schist, um, and many of you probably have heard of schist in, if you've taken geology classes. Um, but can you, for those of you who haven't, I would like you, Stefano, to actually kind of describe what a schist rock looks like. How can we identify it?
2: Yes. So, uh, schists uh, are among the oldest soil on Earth. Um, we uh, make a time jump seventy millions until um, 150 million years ago. Uh, in more or less um, in the actual Mediterranean Sea you have to imagine the clay Clay, it's, it's like a floor in, in the original state it's, a, it's the most complex crystal in the world but it can be at, at, on, on a powder uh, structure and when the happenings um, has been created with a great pressure from down to up uh, those um, quantity of, of clay has been compressed giving us this layer structure, a fragmented structure. And uh, it's, it's not it's rocky, but also fragile because uh, with a mechanical um, soil turning, for example, and I mm. do and I do in front of you, I try to, to crush. We return to the original uh, state of clay. That's why we have rocky, but also uh, thin part of mixed mixed in the soil. Uh, obviously, the sand represents 60%, clay represents 25%. It's not a clay soil in order to make plate. Huh? Mm-hmm. It's a very uh, 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 aerated soil, a beautiful structure uh, which uh, allows the oxygen pass, but also the water. That's why also we, we seed green manure because the, 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 the root apparatus of those herbs allow... Uh, penetration of of oxygen and water. Oxygen is important for what? For the microbes Mm -hmm. because this is rocky, it's a life matter mm-hmm. it's only a support mm-hmm. but it's an important support because it hosts uh, one or two percent that we call organic matter and organic matter is it's a living part of the soil, microbes uh, worm, earthworms uh, fungus and those, uh, those life is on the first centimeters in the soil so uh, we need oxygen we need to area the soil Well, Janae, it's a beautiful wine. I already sipped it. But let's first take a look at the color of it. It's a a little
0: bit more translucent. Uh, It's a lighter. Uh, What color do you call that?
1: I would call that a... It's probably a medium garnet, Mm -hmm. I would say, with um, some little hints of brown or burgundy.
0: And the bouquet has a nice subtle hint of fruitiness to it. Uh, A little bit of um, ripe berries, I get some cherries in there. But I do get a lot of that earthiness mm-hmm. that uh, that Stefano was talking about uh, with in regards to the forest floor, perhaps, of the influence of the terroir there. Uh, what do you get out of the bouquet?
1: Well, I get some dried fruit for one. Um, I also get some a little bit of balsamic vinegar. Mm-hmm, that's yeah. right. Yeah, um, kind of that that
0: syrupy tanginess of a balsamic. It, the, that, the, the,
1: tart, uh, yes. that, that tart. That um, tart acetic acid characteristic um, and. And it's lovely. It's almost kind of like, I mentioned it before, almost like a iron mm-hmm. um, or some kind of minerality. But I think it's just a lovely, lovely layer yes. to this wine.
0: That's what I noted with this wine when I tasted it, was the minerality of it. And, and, and Stefano talked about the sand and the clay, which really punches through in the wine. But, you know, unlike the California wines that we drink, this has got a, a gentle, genteel, silky, subtle flavor. Uh, fruit forward note to it. It's not an overpowering, dominant first impression, but it's got a beautiful elegant uh, mouthfeel that kind of lingers in the mouth.
1: I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, incredibly light and and and. <laughs> but not to the point, like you said, it's not that kind of Napa Valley cab that so many people are used to. And obviously it's not cab, but it doesn't have that same texture. It's much lighter, much more elegant, much softer as well, even though it does have some firm tannins, but they are well integrated, I would say.
0: And Stefano, you, you worked in the Bordeaux region before you went to uh, Tuscany and Merlot is a Bordeaux grape. When you, when you went from Bordeaux to Tuscany, what were the characteristics Differences and characteristics of that Merlot grape?
2: Uh, a great difference, and I was uh, very surprised at the beginning uh, uh, because we plant in, in our state the same uh, clone in Merlot. We don't buy our plant in Italy, but uh-huh. we buy them. So we can imagine that the same clone in another region give the same result. No, it's not like that. Genetic, in, it is important, but not like. S- the epigenetic that told us that an organism uh, can adapt it itself very rapidly. And, and for example, uh, I work in Pauillac many, many years, um, the acidity of Merlot in Pauillac is less than my Merlot in uh, Montalcino, even in a, in a hot climate, but not hot than in Bordeaux. In Bordeaux we have temperate climate, but oceanic climate are in the Mediterranean climate, Mm -hmm. so it it seems to be a paradox, but it's like that. And also in the blend we have Sangiovese, and as you said, uh, naturally uh, Sangiovese has a high content of acidity. That's why we have uh, this liveliness, this juicy sense. It's not heavy yes. wine, yes. Uh, very drinkable and um, sort of therapeutic wine we can say. Yes. And uh, generally we want to drink another glass, and this is a good. Uh, uh, a good indicator of, of uh, for a wine when a consumer want to drink another 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 glass. Uh, yes. Also, uh, in terms of ripeness, the Merlot in Montalcino rise to much more high content of sugar mm-hmm. because of the climate, mm-hmm. but. The tannins and, the, and the, the, the quality of the tannins, it's not a matter of quantity for us, it's right. a matter of quality. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also totally different. That's why you find those, I don't want to say garrig notes, but the influence of Mediterranean probably is slightly there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not because uh, an evolution of the aroma, but because the primary or secondary aroma of the fruit is, is also yet now is present now Okay, Uh, in Luce you have to wait more than 10 years uh, waiting before um, the the union during 10 days is perfect between Merlot and Uh, Sangiovese the masculine and the feminine aspect is very balanced after 10 or 12 days really uh, Sangiovese start to come on stage and Merlot starts to go on backstage and at that point really you feel balsamic hints resin notes mm-hmm. mild tobacco uh, fresh leather and so on and, and the bouquet after after many years uh, change in that sense. So the mediter- Mediterranean aspect come uh, in, in highlight point after many,
0: many years. Awesome. I love it when he says Mediterranean aspect, it just is beautiful and it takes me there and it makes it me want yeah, to, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, uh, this kind of gives me a luxurious notion, a, a, a feel of uh, melancholy where I just want to, someplace where I want to be. Absolutely.
1: I I just picture that blue sky and those rolling, green hills with beautiful colors of red to gold
0: leaves. So, Stefano, you're pouring the Luce. Tell us about this wine.
2: So, Luce, uh, we introduced the wine uh, a few minutes ago. It's an iconic of the wine. Scene. It's 50-50, yes. Uh-huh. Since the beginning, I repeat, we maintain the same guidelines uh, in order to not to disturb uh, the, the customer by different proportion. Hey. Uh, every everything is much more present in terms of uh, structure of the tannins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tannins uh, give you a shape in your mouth. Uh? Yeah. Uh, with Lucente wow. you have something very supple, very Ooh. greedy, very juicy. Here, you start to uh, uh, to, to 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 go faster. Uh? So complexity. Oh. Even we have also 2016. So it's it's very young. Yeah, but. If you imagine, and I I imagine, you know very well some Bordeaux wines, some Medoc. Uh, do you imagine to taste today uh, to 2016 of Pauillac of, of saint julien Margot? Right. No. This is an o- another paradox I found when I came in, in Tuscany from Bordeaux. Uh, 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 agreed possibility, capability of those wines to be aged, but they are also approachable in their use. Mm-hmm. Wow. That one. Oh, 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 oh. This tells Yummy. me when I drink
0: this, I think a distinguished gentleman. Absolutely. It's very
1: interesting. Uh, the last one we tasted, Lucente, was 75 25% um, Merlot.
2: 75% Merlot. 75% Merlot, right. 25% yeah. San, San Jovino. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Um, this one is 50 50. 50. 50.
2: Um, More or less one or two percent. Okay. It depends and, on the vintage. And
1: it's amazing just how just how different and it's the same vintage, mm-hmm. just how different um, that extra twenty five percent, which is not a small percentage, mm-hmm. but uh, but it's still. The, it's a completely different wine uh, the texture is different The completely flavor different. the flavor profiles are it's weird but a lot more vivid they're almost tangible like I can taste and almost touch mm-hmm. these flavors yes um in, in the luche, and it's it's pretty incredible. Uh,
2: yes and no. It's for me it's logical because uh, <laughs> I, I, I give you the reason. Yeah. Because each uh, each wine, each each expression of a, of our terroir have dedicated parcels, plots. Right. right. So we have plots dedicated to Luce and plots dedicated yes. to Luce and for the next, the the the, the latest one, one it's a single vineyard uh, uh, wine. So you have to imagine um, we have many differences in terms of, of soil. Also, we said rocky, much more on the, on the top, much more chewy uh, just below. Um, different orientations, through effects, uh, the rootstock can change also, and the age of the wine, of the vine. So obviously, we have much more old vines dedicated to Luce. Mm -hmm. So, in an old vine, uh, the vigor start to be uh, start to decrease. uh, Less a crop, uh, a smaller crop. So much more concentration. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you can taste the concentration of flavor you in this wine. It. It's got a richness,
0: beautiful fruit flavors, very, uh, you know, the, the traditional, elegant black berries, dark berries of of, of, of a red wine just come very, very prominent in the first impression taste. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it's got this sultry, as I said, a distinguished gentleman uh, at the top, but also it's got a nice sexiness to it. It's got a very a great, classy lady. That's right, a very nice elegance to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I just want the entire
0: bottle. Absolutely, yeah. yes. I you know, I would take a case in this home. Absolutely. I absolutely would. Yeah, yeah. It's that lovely, it's that wonderful. Take me home to Italy. When you drink this bottle of wine, when you uncork it, what do you what
2: do you eat with this? Um, you feel some spicy notes. Mm, that would be And nice. I can yeah. Yes, I can't say you understand that uh, uh, exotic uh, mm-hmm. uh, kitchen in Tuscany. We have many many boars, deers. So traditionally, red wines, mm-hmm. uh, Sangiovese, accompany meat, mm-hmm. uh, chianina, uh, steak, but also um, meat cooked in, in, in wine also, eh? sort of uh, spezzatino, uh, or bourguignon, or, mm-hmm. uh, whatever uh, you, 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 you call it. So also, and, and you, you your your rice... With old Parmigiano, Mm -hmm. Uh, yes, you you can you can taste those wines. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with a distinguished gentleman, classy lady. But you know what is another
0: beautiful note about this wine? What? It's just it's comforting. It's a very comforting wine. Like you said, you just want to drink the whole bottle. A couple of them. Uh, Right. But you just can sit at home, uh, you know, in front of a fireplace, uh, you know, on on a beautiful day, sunny day, rainy day, whatever it is. And it just brings you comfort.
1: It is very comforting. I would would completely agree with that. Um, It's something that really, yes, it would go great with food, but you actually don't really need anything with it because it is almost, it's, it's, it's round. It is. And by round, I mean it is—it feels complete. Yes. Um, it, nothing is really at odds with anything else, and the tannin profile is is wonderful. The, the acid structure is there, but it's not bracing acidity. Uh, the fruit is, like I said, very very vivid. It almost jumps out at you, mm-hmm. but it's not in a jammy way. And and it, it's it's just a really well structured wine that literally begs for nothing. It's yeah. just perfect being itself. Gorgeous. I am really excited about the next one.
0: Uh, Me too. Um, Mouth watering. I'm just in, in anticipation.
1: I cannot wait, and many of Thank you, you have probably heard of uh, Brunello yes. and, and the effusive ways that people describe Brunello. Um, so I really want to kind of delve into that. I, I know why people describe uh, Brunello in such an effusive, fawning way. It's it's amazingly wonderful. But I want to tell, I want to hear from you, Stefano. Like, why do people yeah. have such fawning fawning? fawning admiration for Brunello what makes it special and and why do we have to drink it
0: but let's level set with uh, with the audience including myself what is
1: Brunello please take us there
2: so first of all as you see we are tasting the 2013 Uh, why? Because by rules, uh, Brunello di Montalcino, from the moment you pick the just grapes... Say, it, just say that again.
0: <laughs> you
2: say it with such beauty. Say the whole thing again.
0: Brunello Montalcino.
2: Brunello di Montalcino, since <laughs> the moment...
0: <laughs> makes my heart melt when I hear you say that. I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Since the moment we, uh, we pick the grapes, until the moment we uh, put the bottle on the market, mm. the rules say you have to wait five years. Mm-hmm. And if you want to make Reserva, six years. In our case, we don't make Reserva because we produce a low amount. As we said, just one plot is dedicated to um, this wine so which is a 13 in, in, in your market uh, you have the 13 in Italy now appear uh, two months ago the 14 mm. uh, we have one, one, uh, one year um, of, of uh, difference one year, yes uh, in difference so uh, Brunello we say it's 100% uh, Sangiovese uh, on a special uh, plots uh, rocky schist pure schist and um I have to introduce one thing. You find more or less, it's very rough uh, what, what I'm saying, but you have two categories, uh, as you know better than me, of Grunello's of traditional ones, uh, in which probably uh, the characteristic of the tannins are uh, so uh, intense. Present. Uh, uh, sometimes we have to say austere yes. that we need to wait many many years in the bottle before the tannins, uh, because the tannins have not the time on on the fruit to polish them. So they need need to stay in the bottle in order to polish. Yes. We, uh, our vision is a little bit different. That's why we are in in the other family, much more contemporary style, modern, if if you if you can say, because we want uh, we look for uh, a ripeness of the tannins uh, much more complete. Mm-hmm. We have the terroir for that, and uh, we look for uh, uh, this more achieved ripeness. That's bring us, one, much more fruit, uh much more uh, uh, um, fruity notes in in the grapes, but also, and, and it's the most important thing, tannins much more polished. Tannins of the Cabernet Sauvignon, you know, it's very can be very uh, round, uh, give you a lot of volume. Yes. Uh, Sangiovese is not like that. Sangiovese, it's a little bit, if we imagine, it's like our schist. So it's very uh, stent, uh, it can be precise and very elegant. Uh, that's we highlight this kind of, of uh, those kinds of characteristic in our Brunello, and we said a lot of liveliness and uh, a capability of age very very long so here it's very young wine, yes, six years, but very uh, very very young, just one year in the bottle, so you you, you start to feel an evolution of, of so the bouquet as you told, and uh, it's very hot vintage, 2013, mm-hmm. but hot vintage because Sangiovese are have as a very long cycle, vegetative cycle. When you say hot, he, he like hot he hot. like very hot vintages. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Absolutely. And when you say hot, you mean
0: a little bit on younger. When you're saying this has got some ageability. Yes, absolutely. Yes, 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 absolutely. yes, yes, yes absolutely. Beautiful color mm. um,
1: because it is an older wine. It is not as red. Mm-hmm. As, um, as the other two. With red wines, they lose color as they age. So this one, you can actually tell that it has some age on it because it has. it's getting a little deeper burgundy, moving toward brown, and it's just right. absolutely gorgeous.
0: And the bouquet... Beautiful instance. You don't even need a, a long whiff of this because the the, the beautiful bouquet just uh, just pleases your nose right away. Jumps out at you. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I get a lot of. Um, I I I immediately got some upon the first sniff. Um, I immediately got some uh, some of those tertiary flavors that or tertiary. Um, my uh, scents mm-hmm. I should say. Um, so I got some leather. I got a little bit of tobacco, and I oftentimes cigar, I get from, I was say, exactly yes. cigar box. And oftentimes I smell the fruit first, and then after it kind of dies down, then those tertiary flavors start to come to the fore. But, the opposite but here, happened, right, those were right up front, and I was like, "Whoa, this is pretty amazing." Yeah, it's beautiful.
0: And I get a lot of good ripeness in this when I when I sip this. A beautiful. Uh, Uh, older, darker berries to it, Uh, and then that leathery Mm -hmm. sense to it, that the texture of it is a little bit thicker, a little bit more viscosity, mouthfeel, not necessarily actual viscosity, but a little bit, in the mouthfeel, a little bit more viscosity, which I like. And then when you referenced earlier in the first wine, a much more profound Sense of that balsamic vinegar mm. that you described earlier, but definitely. this is kind of that savory mm-hmm. balsamic vinegar. It's that's, definitely savory. Yes. What do you get? What more do you get out of this?
1: Um, I definitely got still some potpourri in this mm-hmm. one, which I love. Uh, so those kind of a little bit of baking spice, some nutmeg and some some cinnamon and some cardamom. Those are often those are actually the second thing that I smell like after the tobacco and leather then I get the baking spices yes and then the fruit it's completely inverted what I get with my olfactory senses this wine and then I actually and, and it shocked me because I'm not used to that progression um, it's kind of it's flipped so it surprised me and I love that
0: I loved it and I, for me it was a, like a, a nice subtle star anise. Mm-hmm. Take me back to Tuscany. When we want to come visit you, well
2: where would we go and what do we see? a beautiful landscape
0: <laughs> an
2: untamed and wild nature and and I know in your beautiful city you are not uh, you have not the habitude to see uh, uh, those energies in, in the nature we can ask you uh, because we uh, introduced this year uh, seven small suites so you can mm. bath a night in this in this, uh, this uh, wild nature mm. uh, you can come and visit uh, obviously the vineyards Mm -hmm. uh, the cellar uh, our wine library and also we can have a (laughs) snake or or a meal or uh, whatever you want and Montalcino also—it's a beautiful um, uh, middle-aged city, very small. Mm-hmm. A lot of visitors in the in the year. Uh, Siena is far from us, uh, uh, forty minutes mm-hmm. to one hour and a half from Florence. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Italy concentrates uh, the great part of the the the. The art mm-hmm. uh, uh, in the world so you have many possibilities.
1: Your winery has only been around, or the label's only been around since 1975, but you also have a building mm-hmm. a stone building on the property that, I don't know its age but it looks very, very very old. Can you talk to us about that, the architecture? Uh,
2: no, the after 25 years I uh, um, during this period, um, Luce... Uh were hosted in in another property of of, uh, Frescobaldi, just uh, one kilometer far from us, his Castel Giocondo estate, we decided, and and Lamberto Frescobaldi, the actual owner, decided to, it was time for Luce to have its own flat. It was adult, no. So we have now this, uh, no, it's very modern. Mm -hmm. um, Because uh, on the top you see two old, uh, typical uh, Tuscany houses, Mm-hmm. Uh, but they were rebuilt yeah. with the same line and the same classic and, and, and uh, impression so that's why you say they are old because yes right. uh, the schist is very old mm-hmm. <laughs> 70 millions ago I think we can say it's old yeah. but so we have in one we have the, um, the hospitality okay and the small one at your right it's my house so i live just on the top of the cellar wow very cool and and the cellar it's an underground cellar so it's useful to uh to control the temperature and uh inside we have the technical rooms so uh concrete vats uh, for fermentation and maceration. Where is the wood from? Where are your barrels from? Oh, only, only French oak, French oak. Okay. Yeah. Instead of Brunello, we return to the traditional. We use um, Slavonian oak. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have small cask of three uh, thousand liters. Mm-hmm. Uh, with stays uh, with a long maturing phase five years but without no toast mm-hmm. we decided with a new seller to avoid the toast in order to respect as much as we can this elegancy this uh, uh, and the characteristic of the tannins of of, uh, of Brunello so probably we are go we are uh, um, are going towards a much more longer phase of élevage, mm-hmm. but uh, with for the same uh, result and, and probably uh, the best result mm-hmm. in terms of respecting this uh, this grapevine.
0: And it also preserves the richness and the purity of that absolutely. Grape. The, yes. and the grape and the fruit. Yes, uh?
2: it's important. A uh, uh, wine with a, with intense and clear and precise fruit means. Everything,
0: which is very pronounced, especially for me in the Luce, where I can taste it. For me, it just makes me, reminds me of a nice bowl of freshly picked uh, cherries. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Kirsch. Yes. Yes. We can say Kirsch. Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. So where can we get these wines? Oh,
2: what you want. Online, for example. Okay. <laughs> we have uh, many, many... We have also a distributor. Uh, um, um, an importer in the United States uh, is named Vintus.
1: Oh, yes. Yes,
2: and Vintus has it, uh, it's di- different distributors in, in different states. We export in 88 countries. Even uh, the strongest one is Italy for us. Mm-hmm. And it's an important factor mm-hmm. uh, to be strong in, 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 in your country. Uh, Asia is the second market with 23% just after uh, United, uh, North America in the United States uh, Canada also and, and Europe mm-hmm. and, and the bottles each of the bottles have beautiful pictures I was
1: just of, about to mention why don't you that. describe the bottle yeah, bottles I wanted to ask you uh, you know we often talk about wine as being both art and science mm. and I'm looking at these bottles well we also tasted what's inside the bottles and I would definitely say it's beautiful art but on the bottles themselves mm. they're graphics incredible. Um, I've never seen graphics like this, like actually tangible uh, tangible etchings of this beautiful sun on the Luce and Lucente and then uh, almost like a starburst pattern on the Brunello. Uh,
2: The label of Luce, so as you say represent uh, a sun and uh, we can also say the fire element. Absolutely. Tangible and also intangible because sun means uh, light means energy and energy is not a matter it's something intangible but uh, one day maybe if you uh, want to visit uh, Florence in an old church called Holy Spirit Santo Spirito uh, it's close to Palazzo Frescobaldi. it's an old church built in the 15th century uh, by the uh, famous uh, Renaissance architect Uh, Brunelleschi Filippo Brunelleschi on a piece of land donated by Frisco family Mm -hmm. and also probably paid by Frisco family (laughs) and when uh, uh, Mondavi family and, and and his second wife uh, visited uh, the church on the main altar you find a beautiful expression of of the sun and and she said oh, uh, this is the good symbol for the place where we are in Montalcino because I said uh, the the, the, the light is very intense because no pollution Uh, so uh, you are not disturbed by by, by clouds it's very intense very, very pure And really, uh, the sun represents an element very important for us. Uh, So, Christian symbol Mm -hmm. also, Mm -hmm. but not only Christian symbol, because before to be a Christian symbol, uh, the the, the Christian world uh, um, take this symbol and use for its own. Its uh, own uh, use. It is uh, an ancient Greek symbol. Sixth century before Christ, the first philosophers, yes. as you know, they were Greek, used uh, uh, the different elements earth, water, air, and sun in order to explain uh, the universe. Where are we from? Where are we going? And, and one guy, called Empedocles, uh, unified the four elements. In, in, in one theory called the theory of the four elements. And, and when you are in the vineyards, like me, all, all the day, we inter- we, I interact with the soil element earth, with air, with the sun, and with water. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm, very, I'm very connected with that. Mm-hmm. So beautiful sun, in Lucente, it's an, another expression of uh, the sun. Luce means light. Huh? Mm-hmm. in Italian it means light mm-hmm. and uh, Brunello it's, it's much more uh, uh, I don't know but much more powerful with many many rays mm-hmm. and sort of a small big bang you know
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I've already started planning my next dinner party at my house Italian themed dinner
0: maybe some beautiful chicken parmigiana but I can't wait to go to the store and look for this bottle and I'm going to look for the bright sun label with the luce. Stefano, thank you for letting us visit you in Tuscany for just a brief moment today. Even though we're here in San Francisco, you brought Italy to us. Uh, You brought uh, Tuscany to us. You brought Montecino to us. It's been such a lovely journey. Thank you for a wonderful afternoon and
2: bringing us your delectable wines. Mm, But obviously, you and your your friends and your customers are uh, uh, welcome in our estate uh, whenever you want. i so.
1: are gonna come to your house since you're
2: absolutely, house is absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to visit. I can't visit. wait to visit your house. And you will see the most beautiful sunset in your life. Oh, am uh,
1: there already.
0: Yes, um, and, and I can't wait to drink these lovely wines on perhaps an outdoor porch <laughs> with you and like, just enjoy that sunset.
2: Beautiful. Thank you very much.
1: And the stuff that I want. Well, thank you. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Um, and for listeners, this has been another wonderful episode of Sip on This. And you can learn more about Tenuto Luce um, by going to siponthis.org, and we will have a link to um, the website where you can view the beautiful pictures. You can find out about the history of, and, and the retailers hopefully start planning your trip to Tuscany and to the multi channel region of Tuscany. Yes. And until then, you can listen and subscribe to Sip On This on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or TuneIn or anywhere you get your podcasts. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, live peacefully, productively, and deliciously.
0: Cheers. Cheers, everybody. What a wonderful afternoon. Thank you so much. Thank you. Gorgeous. Awesome.